Cox. He can go on the knob for third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Hey, we've won three out of the last four, mate. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it, what was uh, a month ago was uh, the most depressing podcast in history. It's now the uh, the Happy You've Clappy Club. you got to give them their cues, man. Oh, sorry, they're, what are their dues? you got to give them their dues. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, okay, let's, let's talk about the Brisbane game. I'm, I'm going to say the obvious out of the way. Was it an attractive game of football? No. No. <laughs> were the were the skills of a high caliber between both sides? No. Were Brisbane very good defensively? Definitely no. So yeah. scraping by with a ten point win, I'm not going to go nuts on it. But no, I was I was thinking about that today, and I'm like that's probably the best team we could put out on the Park Bar Parish, and we and Red, well, by ten. Redmond laid out obviously made it. Uh, a bit of a key laid out. So, you know, Parrish and Redmond, True. basically, and Perkins, basically, is your three. Uh, well, there's a few there. Okay. but few, yeah. but, but, but no doubt when you have nine players come out, it affects your structure. And uh, so, look, I don't think we can overly gloat on the actual performance, but I will say this. Every time they were at least challenged, we had an answering goal within a minute. Every yeah. time. Uh, yeah. So, and I thought against Sydney as well, when, when, when Sydney were, were really challenging us, I thought we answered, we just, we just, we spoke about the last game being really resilient. And so, look, we were not the greatest defensively through the middle, I'll say. Uh, There's still some, a few little issues uh, and our skill level wasn't as normal, wasn't that great. I mean, previous previous two of the rigs has been really high. They had had a bit of a down. I, they, I will say is the skill level um, didn't always come off, but it was, it was at least they were attacking. So yeah. we've said on the show before, if I'm going to lose a game, lose a game by having a daring kick or a daring handball that goes to create offense. So I, I'm – I know it was an off week with our skills. We had some really vicious turnovers. Um, But I don't mind it because most of those turnovers were at least with an attacking mindset. So, and the fact is, the fact is, uh, hey, it's in Brisbane. We it's not a ground that anyone usually wins. I mean, Brisbane's won 33 the last 34 there. So it's a hard ground to win a game of football at. True. I'll, I'll give them 80% of those turnovers like, so, because you're right. They were attacking. Oh, some, yeah, some are handballs, some are handballs that should have just been nailed. Like <laughs> I, I, I know it's some bad school, but I'm just saying the intent of the player, at least I don't Love mind. the intent, love yeah. all that sort of stuff, but in beautifully, we should have been there. <laughs> but in sunny, um, no, yeah, sunny. Sun, beautiful, yep. we should have been there weather. Um, 
that's yeah so but no that's okay hey it's um like you said if you if you take the the positive on it the attacking was there the going we, kick, ball, we kicked 100 it, points uh, again so that's that's, that's and you you can't ask for much more than that i, I just think the I'd, I'd love for somebody to to do it or if i had a spare five minutes to get two games from i don't know game number five and game number six or game number three and five or something like that and see how we're delivering it to Peter Wright versus how we're doing it now. Like, there's <laughs> yes. no sure. Yeah. We're kicking the ball deep to Peter Wright, fine. But we're not bombing it at 100 mile in the air and just waiting for the ball to come down on Wrighty's on head. We're kicking it forward, allowing Wrighty to jump at the ball, run towards the ball, and he's two metres tall. He's, he's an absolute yeah. danger when he gets to run at it like that. So yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of the way we've 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 been really resilient. That's been the key um, pickup for me in the last four games. Yeah, because they could have look. They you know they could have dropped their bundle in that last quarter. No, no doubt. Um, they even said on the broadcast that you know their defensive pressure from Brisbane. They for the first time probably in the game they really stepped it up and they were at they were really you know we were getting some heavy tackles, heavy pressure, but. In the end, we still won by two goals. You know, it's it's it, we 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 you know the the Coldwell big answering goal from fifty, you know that that we came off a, a big hype goal from Brisbane and the whole crowd was going nuts, and in ten seconds later <laughs> it was back to two goals. Was silence. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, I just liked that aspect that uh, it was a tough mindset. It's a game probably halfway through. Most people thought Essendon might actually win. Uh, they looked the better side the whole game. Yeah, they just, they yeah. just, they did a bit of self harm and just did some silly stuff. They there were so many times where they were in open passage and they just did a silly fumble or just a bad handball and it just. Uh, so we did, you know, we we could have won that game actually quite comfortably if we were if we were in a really good skills we, mindset. We also <laughs> missed two or three early that we should have kicked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and well and truly in front of goals. So overall, if you look at the the Saints were six on the ladder when we faced them, we won. The the Swans then were six on the ladder, we won. Brisbane at the start of the round was third on the ladder, we won. So I don't care what anyone says. Lockie Neal was still there. Lions were still there. Yeah. You know, Bailey's still there. Danaher was Danaher's still there. Danaher's still there. They're tools. Yeah, um, Cameron. You know, so. Uh, McCluggage, they still had enough talent to win the game. No doubt they looked unsettled. There's, there's, and I'll talk about a little bit that why that in a weird way was a little bit of a positive for maybe how this year's played out. But um, yeah, it was it was still a game interstate that I actually thought we may drop because of it's almost like too many blinds players were going out. So Essendon history historically. You go, oh, because, you know, with us, we go, oh, we, sh- we could win this now. You know, now can we mentally get up, you know, with all those changes and the and the narrative being like all Brisbane's half their side? Because we're yeah. a side that normally doesn't capitalise on those situations, and we did. So uh, I'm just glad that they won. They've got some momentum. Uh, they're playing good attacking football. And, look, like you said, let's – I guess let's start off with Peter Wright. We discussed Peter Wright. Five goals, 40 goals for the year. Um, he's, he's, you can't ask for another thing. Honestly, you can't. Yeah, I, I tweeted out today that um, 
and it wasn't meant to be a dig at Joe because uh, I'm over the whole. No, no, Joe, no, Joe's gone. Yeah, I, I no, he's, he's not there anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore. To be blunt, um, but if you just look at the isolation of that period, 2020 end of year, Joe says he's going to the Lions. We all great. We all kind of knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, whether people don't like it or not, and because Joe didn't play really the two years before that, to be blunt, mm. that was that left a big hole at centre half forward. And we had to somehow, as a club, rectify that. Peter Wright is a future fourth round pick that we gave the Suns that the Suns never actually selected anyone on because they, they not actually use it. They okay. passed on it because it was a, just a too later pick. We get Peter Wright. We get the Suns to pay some of the money to us that they actually wow. owed. And then Joe Danaher, we have to get compensation for the – because he left in free agency, not a trade. Yep, yep. They give us pick seven, we get Archie Perkins. Archie Perkins, so thanks for coming. In in the matter of almost the same day, if you counted it, we almost got the same day, Archie Perkins, uh, then we got Peter Wright, and then we got Nick Hine on a late pick. Um, okay. And so just <laughs> like within a, it's just in, within a couple of days, it's it was a, a big – what we didn't realise then, because of Peter Wright, you know, I know there's some people out there in, in the AFL media that, you know, I've met at training. I won't say who. I've met at Ooh, pre, pre-season games. And, they've you know, they've said, you know, Peter Wright's not going to kick more than 20 goals a year, mate. Sorry. you have you, This is not. Really? Yeah, they just, well, they just didn't rate him. Uh, but, mate, if you're two metres tall, you're two metres tall instantly makes you should kick 25 to 30 instantly because you're two metres tall and actually can actually run and not fall over at the same time. uh, Look, I I get what you're saying, but I guess they were thinking that he keeps running underneath the ball. It was like what Howie was going about football. He was running underneath the ball. His hands weren't great. And then it was interesting, like when I watched the the preseason training, you could see his mindset, like, and we discussed it quite a few times on the show, that he just kept on doing one-on-one, one-on-one drills. Like It was like he was going to turn his career around. Uh. And he kept on just with our defenders and with – back back that time, Hurls was a big influence back then. Yep. They were doing one-on-one drills and how to, how to get better at, at the flight of the ball, getting to where the flight of the ball is, not going underneath it, getting better, stronger with his hands, getting a bit more muscle about him. And, you know, the club always said he's doing a lot of hard work to turn his deficiencies around. And now, look, we've got six or so rounds to go, five or six rounds to go, and he's on target to kick 50-plus goals. I I made a joke at the start of the year when someone said, this guy... I know, this is, uh, this is interesting, everybody. Have a listen to this. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, so there was an AFL... Yeah, was, there was a tweet go out that said, you know, Peter Wright could end up one day kick 60 goals. Um and I said, look, if he kicks 60 goals this year, then I'll write him a love song and sing it to him on the podcast. I am quietly packing myself. I <laughs> would love to hear that. Oh, my, I would love to hear that. Yes, like, I was like, oh, you know, I can half chew. Can I half chew on a win and half go, let's get Jonesy into the game. You're like, let's, let's, just, let's get I him mean, some I goals. I think we're underusing Jonesy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so. Langers is good now. Let's get him yeah, some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we can win, but just give him just give him one or two, you know. Just, um, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, it's in all seriousness, it's a it's a huge win for the club because now that they've got 
at age 25, and don't forget, even when I'm talking about that Joe Danaher, Danaher's 28, and Wright is still 25 years old. So you've got him for seven yeah, years. That's nuts. So you've got, you've got a guy now kicking 50 goals at full forward for your club. It's just, you know, add on Archie Perkins. And, and yeah. doing it now. Like doing yeah. it now. I mean, we're, we're only going to get better as a club. Everybody knows that. We're, we're, we've got kids. They're starting to get better now. I mean, Scotty and I shouldn't just all of a sudden jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, knew it, knew it, three out of the four, here we go. Because yeah. we were despondent um, five or six weeks yeah. ago. Absolutely despondent, right? So the club is, and they are doing, bless them, and, and give them all the credit in the world. They are turning things around. It would appear yeah. that they are turning things around, right? So if that's the case, knowing that we still have kids um, that are going to need to come through and improve, i.e. Perkins and um, Cox and all of those guys and girls, um, it's interesting that we've got probably 50 goals out of Peter Wright now at mm. 25. So when we're really starting to look good or supposed to be looking good in two years' time, Peter Wright should be a well and truly well, an established leading forward in the comp. If, you, if you're Ruckman... You know, really, they say Ruckman prime around twenty four onwards. Yeah. We've now got prime Peter Wright, so yeah. he, I think, he can kick fifty goals every year. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, even with you know, I was saying to a, a another fan, I said, you know, in a weird way, when you start to get a healthy list, um, you know, it's obviously the maturity of guys coming in. I just, you know, yeah, it seems like our structure is a more mature. How we, you know, how we're set up. Is more yeah. mature. That's just because some older players are, are coming in. Who knows the system? Langford and but, all those guys. But I take it. A, me, sorry. Sorry. Well, just interrupt it. Brings me to the next person I want to talk to. Oh, just quickly. Just so oh. I just want to make this point. It, it makes it more pleasing to me that there's, you know, the Sydney win and this Brisbane win was without. Perkins, Cox, and Reed. You know, pick seven, eight, yeah. nine. It's not because I don't rate them as players because I think they are all three of them could be really big players for the club. But it's it's sort of looking at where you are now and going. Well, once these nineteen year olds develop, you know, and they're twenty one, twenty two, and you're going late, and you're there, they're on top of your merits and all these guys who are mm. your mid twenties and righties mid twenties. That's where the excitement comes from. Yeah, that, I mean, that then sort of on that very subject again of excitement, which brings me to um, the young uh, Jai Caldwell. Oh, man. B-O-G. What a game from the boy. <laughs> wow. Like, talk about, like, what, what, are we, what are we talking here for the, for the young Well, he had, he had 26 disposals. He had seven tackles and nine score involvements. Bingo. <laughs> um, and a goal. And a goal, 76%. Uh, no, where were we talking? 73%. Um, 26 possessions. And all those. Fourth most. All, add all those stats. And the really the key stat, he's completely shut down his opponent, which is Lockie Neal. 21 highly ineffectual possessions. How many handballs out of that 21? Uh, for Lockie Neal would be 12. Yeah. So he's had more than 50% of just his. Because yeah. that's why I felt like I felt like. Colwell was doing a really good job of if he was going to get some sort of possession, it was like a one meter handball. It was just because he was hanging off him. Because it was like hanging he, off he was, him. He yeah. was an inch from him about to tackle him and Lockie had to get rid of it. And it shows you, it showed me um, just watch, watching on vision how strong, even though he doesn't look it, you know, he's always been a vicious tackler 
um, Caldwell about how strong he is in his hips and around the contest because he could handle uh, Neil really, really well. So it- yeah, it's interesting with um, with Caldwell. He doesn't look like um, uh, Hobbsy. Right? He doesn't look like he's got muscles on his muscles, but he's clearly he looks very sort of um, lithe and very sort of a fit kid. But he must be seriously strong. Like he must have a lot of strength in the in the hips and the shoulders and the arms and stuff to hang on to a proper AFL sort of player in Lockie Neal, who's no joke um, as a midfielder. Like if he was tagging somebody else, you'd go, yeah, not a bad job. But Lockie Neal's one of the premier ball winners in the in the comp. And to keep sure he's got 21 touches, but geez, he's got 26 and he's he's kept Neal to 60 cent, 66% efficiency and kicking one point. Um, for the entire game. That's that's an incredibly well-rounded game. And the more, again, the more time they keep giving Caldwell in the middle, oh, the, um, the better he looks. That's a big key, isn't it? Because he's played something like 15 games this year. That's the biggest yep. story out of anything. Like that's he's exactly only played right. he's only played 29 games. Like that's yeah. his 29th game against Lockie Neal and he's towed yep. him up. Uh, so that's still the shining light for this, for this guy. So – He's so inexperienced that, you know, I mean, I, I gave him a private message. I really, I really gave him some confidence in my message. Just nice. like, just like, mate, take every bit of confidence out of that game because now's the time you're, you're, you know, you, you, you I reckon he's really going to take off. So I, I, oh, I've always been, yeah, I've always been every year going once they get 15 or 20 games into this kid somehow with continuity, He'll start showing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that. I mean, you look at um, Langford, who's back now to just yeah. chiming in, doing exactly what Langford does, mate. He just, he presents in a forward line. Oh, look out. Langford's oh. down there. And they, I, I must admit, I, I reckon Langford should have a chat to Jonesy, right? Because, I don't know, maybe it's because he's playing on a wing or on a forward, uh, forward flank or something. Because, he seems to pop up is in he, the forward 50. He's got an underrated and, IQ. And our guys keep finding him. Yeah. Now, I just want, I would love for them to look or see if they could find Jonesy a bit, bit more, but um, Langford just keeps popping up and taking marks at 45 or 35 and, and kicking goals. So we've, we've said it before a number of times on this show. Langford is one of the most important players in our team just because of what he brings to the table. And it can be two, three goals a game, but it's going to be marks and senior leadership and very, very few mistakes. Oh, that was, Massive game that, from him too. I mean, he he noted after the game that uh, he'll be playing forward mainly for the rest of the year. So that sounds like okay, they're, they're quite comfortable with Durham on a wing and, and Martin and all those guys on the other wing, yep. which is fine. Um, but that was as close to as a Gunston type of forward that we've yeah. had for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas that 6 3 slash that mobility, fine space, um, boy, and, you know, he he's kicked, you know, he's had a lot of injuries, but I just went over his goals and points kicked from last year and this year. Um, for the games that he did play, non-injured, he kicked 18 goals four. Uh, so, How many games? Uh, uh, it's like 15. Don't off the top of your head, but yeah, yeah. sure, okay. But, but it's not so much, it's just how accurate he is, 18-4. Like, yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, you, you, we talk about Wrighty's accuracy, but gee, if Langford's going to play there now more full time with Wrighty and Stringer, and 
you know, you got some very accurate kicks for goals all yeah, of a sudden. Um, so those Jonesy too. I mean, don't, I mean, he started off slow, but Jonesy's not too bad when he's get he gets a few kicks at the at the sticks too. So that's what you want in the forward line. Yeah, he's um, a, he's a better kick than he's showing at the moment. But I, yeah. I, I reckon he's a he's a player that's a little bit out of form. He's just, I think he's really struggled from the constant interruptions he's had this year because he's had one of those ones where he got injured. Three or four weeks of rehab, he plays, he gets injured. Three or four weeks of rehab, played, got injured. And he looks like a guy that's, you know, just had a difficult year and just trying to get some sort of continuity. I mean, Snelling's probably right with him. Like Snelling, it, it looks looks a little bit behind the pack uh, as far as where he is, as where everyone else is at. Yep. Um, but, you know, it is also the case that the more games they play, the more these guys will start shining. So how about we go to a break, mate? Yes, mate. We'll go for a quick break. We'll come back. We'll keep going through some stats and um, tell you all about it. Sounds good. Back to the lunchtime catch-up podcast. Now then, next one off the off the uh, cab off the rank, Scotty Nick Hind. Now there's been what three games in a row now. Yeah, well, it's almost actually been probably five or six. He's yeah. he's had a, a really good month and a bit. Um, playing playing really attacking uh, brand Absolutely. of football, um, and that's why, it, that's I his wonder, game. I wonder why all of a sudden for the boy because he he looked he looked as down and out as everybody else, but. Could it be because D'Ambrosio's down there and could I, it be? Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I think it's – I don't know if it's the simplicity of of his area of the ground's not getting bombarded where he has to play defence. No, I think that goes without saying. I mean, cause, off, but I'm, yeah, because if you look at the last five weeks or so, we've – I think – and over the last four weeks we've uncontested footy. We're winning those clearance series. So that's turning around. So when you start winning that contested footy and clearances, what happens? You're, the ball's going the other way. So he has more time to set up, prepare himself. It's not just a wave. You know, we'll have some games where we're like minus 15, 20 inside 50s. And then yep. he has to play just sheer defense. And, and so I think even, you know, we'll probably talk about these guys today, but Laverde and Kelly and Ridley. Uh. So how – better did they look just by us just being a more attacking team and having more possession of possession of the ball, winning contested footy. Um, you know, so it's, it felt like. There's a reason why, mm. there is a reason why too, why the, the Lions actually scored 90 points as well, right? Because not even a back line that was performing as well as it was. Laverde gave Danaher a bath. Um, Kelly wore Cameron like an absolute glove. Um, Neil was was worn like a glove, the whole thing. But they still scored 90 points because we still do have some Lapses. issues with defending yeah, yeah. the middle <laughs> of the ground, right? And even even when you get a good performance like that from our backman and Nicky Hind and those boys, if the ball comes flying through and down the middle of the, the, um, the ground like it has done, they're going to score 90 points, right? It was, a, it was a hugely uncontested game. Yeah. 
<laughs> on both sides. Like, it was just a all very, the commentators were going nuts. <laughs> it was like you just you know you have to be you have to call it honest honestly, and you go look, we're glad we won and we're on a roll, but you know there's no doubt. The coach is going to go, hey, that's great, guys, we won. But seriously, we can't have that no, against no, <laughs> if, if, if If five of those guys from Brisbane didn't get COVID, we don't win that yeah, game. We, we're in probably trouble there. Yeah, yeah. so uh, you've got to tighten things up. But, you know, it's uh, – I think they've they've much more structured better the offense side of their game. That's now uh, – the ball movement's now a, a much better standard and that's giving us a chance to win games because we're scoring – like we're averaging a hundred points, we still got yep. some things to tidy up, no doubt on the on the defensive transition. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, about I, I was interested though with the nine players coming out for Brisbane. It was interesting just to look at suddenly a, a what happens to a team that has you know a lot of injuries all of a sudden has much more inexperience come in from their VFL. And then see the Lions look so extraordinarily poor defensively, like their structures. Yeah. It, it just gave me a, some pause at least and go, look, I'm not going to forgive the first 12 rounds. Trust me, I'm not. But no. but it gives me at least some uh, a better frame of mind and going, Fagan's a very experienced teaching, teaching yep. coach. But even he, no matter how much he taught them, once those changes happened and a whole lot of VFL guys came in that didn't have that experience, it all bro- it broke down pretty quickly. Uh, so it gives you it at least gives you some, I guess, pause and to go, you know, well, you know, that's what's happening to us. We're getting more experienced guys back. The 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 Stringers and the Snellings and the Langfords and the these guys, Jonesy and and um and we don't look all at sea anymore. Like we are starting to look a little bit more like a, a football. And it so. makes sense, right? It just like makes it, sense. It makes so, sense. Yeah. so it does gives you it gives you some pause, even even with the the overwhelming, not overwhelming, but there's no no doubt been when that whole Clarkson thing raised its head. There was like a yeah, get rid of trucker. It gives yeah. you, it should give fans pause because you go okay, well now what has happened that some experience has come into Essendon? We've now beaten three top eight teams in four weeks. Um, now the key for truck, no doubt is the first 10 rounds of next year, because the argument will move to, can you do it when the kitchen's hot? Um, like when, when, as in like when it counts, you can't be three and seven again and the, and the season's No, over. no, no, no. And, and that's, 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 that be, big one. that's a rightful thing that fans have every right to go. That has to be, uh, something that fans will judge and the club should judge internally and go, you know, because three and 11, the, in a weird way, the pressure does come off uh, and you mentally do go into a different, cause the season's over and, and you can play better football. Um, so you want this month to be authentic. You want it to go, can it hold up from round one to nine next year when you're playing mm. Geelong and when you're playing. That's the million-dollar question, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. We won't know that till but, no. but And that's the thing. Like, you're signing or you're, we're not we're not, we're not getting rid of Truck anytime soon. Believe, believe no, of course they're not. Right? Of course they're not. They're not, right? So Truck will be there first game next year and all will be well and we'll get back to just let's see what happens because as much as this season's been not real special and now we've won a few games, it still remains what we've said or what I've said mostly for the last couple of times is that, I still don't know what the hell we are. 
we still are consistent. Like, okay, fine. We've won three out of four. That's great. And we've had some good performances against some top eight teams. I understand, sure. But again, it's it's like the Brizzy, if that if that whole Brizzy side was available, do we win? Um, so then we would have it would have been another loss and we would have that streak had would have been over. I just I like the way we're heading, the direction we're heading yeah. for consistency. But are we consistent 110% yet whilst he coughs? Hang on one second. <laughs> mute button. Um oh, done on the mute. That was a that was a a COVID mute button. Um are we 100% there yet? Absolutely not, right? So there's still going to be this time next year, or not this time next year, at the start of next year. I personally still don't won't know what the hell's going to come out of the shed. <laughs> no. Um, whether or not Peter Wright takes the next Gary Ablett steps and whether or not Jai Caldwell can do what he's supposed to do, whether or not Truck can continue on with a game plan that works, we don't know. But and, who, and also who we're going to pick up at the end of the year too because it sounds like I we're going that- shopping too. Might change everything. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah. might change everything. What if Taranto suddenly comes into the side? He's a yeah, 188 centimetre. Like yeah, he's a yeah. 188 centimetre midfielder. I mean, I mean, I'm just obviously speaking. Yeah, I have no – that's no intel. Yeah, yeah that's, that's – I have no idea, but I'm just saying – The views of Scott McNeese, yeah. <laughs> but – you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know where Cox, how they view Cox with Durham on the wing now. You yeah. know, you know, do they view him as a forward? Do they view him as a defender? You know, are they going to change him up because Martin's playing really, really well? And so it's, it's there's a lot of stuff to figure out for the coaching group uh, still. Absolutely. So And look, I forgot to mention even at the start of the show, sorry, Grant, you are just about to burst into something there. Um, <laughs> it's on you uh, that, that, Reason why we're doing this on Zoom because uh, the Patreons will know, but for the main show, uh, Grant, tell them what happened to you. Oh yes, and why yeah. we weren't at. We were meant to be at the Brisbane Clash, but uh, yeah. Oh, so that put context to what I was saying before uh, about the beautiful sunshine that we were supposed to be in. Ah, uh, yeah, Scotty and I <laughs> for our Patreons um, who will probably know. Scotty and I had saved up our pennies and we had uh, booked ourselves a nice little boys sort of four to five days up in Bris Vegas, flying up on Thursday, uh, back returning Monday back night, today, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and we were going to go watch the game at the at the Gabba, right? We had tickets. I gave my tickets had away. tickets. We'd booked it. We'd rented a car. Booked hotels. The Goldie, hang out at the Goldie. And it was just going to be all boy, all good, right? And um, <laughs> That sounds, yes. Mm. Well, I mean. You it's know, not romantic. Yes. No, no, that's right. Um and then, so, yeah, like, uh, when was it? Oh, probably Tuesday last week. I'm sitting there on the couch and my house is permanently has a heater on because my wife is a cold fish and it's permanently roasting. So I can sit there in a T-shirt and a pair of tracky dacks with no socks on, no nothing, and be warm as toast while she's complaining about being cold. I'm sitting there shivering and I didn't know why I started to shiver. And I went, oh, geez, I'm a bit cold. I'll whack my jumper on. And then I got so hot that I had to rip my jumper back off. And I went, hang on a minute, this doesn't feel good. So I thought, ah, oh, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a flu. I haven't been anywhere that's anywhere that anybody has got COVID. Anyway, long story short, it was COVID. <laughs> so can you believe on the Tuesday before the Thursday, before we were about to leave, I get COVID 
and yeah. go into protocols. So we didn't make it to Brizzy, unfortunately. So sorry to those Brisbane fans who said we're going to catch up at the pub. Yes, um, we will get back up there at some stage. Uh, but uh, yeah, I apologize. I didn't suppose I wanted to uh, bring a healthy dose of COVID up to Brizzy and hand it out to everybody that I shook hands with. So yes. yeah, sorry so, about that, Chief. Sorry about that, Scott. So get back on it. Uh, that's two weeks in a row. Zach Merritt has played really, really well. Zach. Uh, uh, yeah. So he's he's had back to back really good games. He kicked three goals uh, in Sydney. Uh, was really, really eight tackles, and I think that should go uh, yeah. noticed. Um, he's doing a lot of hard work. So he set up Langford quite a few times. Uh, yeah. So he's had he had something like not he had eight or nine score involvements himself actually. So damaging left boot too. When he measures it, when he measures that left boot, it really it hits targets. Yeah, uh, I want to. I know Can I meant. ZT. Oh, BZT, man. Hey. Come on. He has been our man since the day dot. And I love the fact that we've kept him around. And I love the fact that the kid is, is growing as a footballer um, because he's a slightly weird looking unit and I like him. <laughs> um, and I think he, he can really contribute to the club. Oh, he's, he's, he's the, a last quarter specialist at the moment. He's saving our butts. Mate, he's uh, he's performing really well in high-pressure situations, which is never easy as a backman. Um, but BZT, mate, um, what was that, 21 touches, 90% efficiency <laughs> for the boy. 90%. Oh, and if he's done anything in the past. He's the Mark McCurry of uh, backman. So. He clearly, he's, he's a, <laughs> the boy's a Rolls-Royce all of a sudden. Um, also want to mention uh, a, a bloke that just, He's the first person dropped and he's the last person spoken about every week. And that's Matt Guelfi. Um, I, I, I know he does not get dropped first now for me. I, I don't, I'm not sure who else you'd drop, but no, it's not he's, Matt Guelfi. He's, he's performing too well. Yeah. He is, I'm sorry, mate. He, he's 90% efficiencies, efficiency, three tackles, a goal, um, 20 touches, uh, seven marks. Like Guelph's doing it all, mate. He's, He's copping them on the on the lips from Sammy Draper, which is now not that there's anything wrong with that, but woof, that'd be a big sweaty mulleted Sammy <laughs> planting one on you. I don't know. I don't think that you want that. He's got to put up with that. So a big one for me, Matt Guelphie. I loved it. Uh, so look, uh, for me, uh, I had my votes. I think Colwell right, but then I had this guy Laverde, and I know I mentioned him before, but yes, Joe Danaher, whether we like it or not, is a very good player. He's a he's key to the structure of the Brisbane forward line, uh, and he just towed him up. He just absolutely <laughs> towed him up. Gave him nothing. So yeah, and got twenty one touch. He actually doubled the amount of disposals than than Joe had. Yep. Uh, so he hasn't just towed him up. He's been offensively really sound for us as well. So just to, that was that was for me. I thought his best game for the year, and I know he's had some some okay. good games, but uh, it was critical he beat Joe um, in this game. To, to keep us to keep us in the game and uh, I just thought his one-on-one work with Joe was absolutely brilliant so and Joe gave him some cheap shots a knee in the chest and all that sort of stuff and uh, but he just kept on he just kept on coming back and and going harder and harder and uh, he, his work rate and his heart I just absolutely love so he's totally turned his career around and, and absolutely that's the biggie <laughs> for me he just looks like a a natural man. He looks, yeah. looks like a natural. His hands are great on the mark. Like he, you've seen him play half forward and stuff like that, and not take the kind of grabs 
that he's taking under pressure in a back line at the moment. He, he's just, you can't underestimate the importance of having a guy that is performing as well, if not better than um, than Ridley at the moment. Yeah, and you've Rid- got two Rid- incredible towers down there, taking yeah. marks and just generally being solid backmen. Then you can chuck BCT in there, and it makes life a lot easier down there. No, if you add in Ridley and Kelly, so and you Kelly. could you could talk about the whole group. I mean, obviously Kelly did a really special job on Cameron, and like Hobbsy, who got omitted, you know, answered kind of answered the yeah. The, the, the uh, I guess, the took up the challenge of being omitted but then coming back into the side. Yep. Uh, Kelly did it this week. So uh, and, uh, fair, and to be fair to Kelly, um, he actually played well the previous week. So uh, I'm not sure what that was. I, 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 it must have been a matchup. Must have been a matchup. So, must have been. Uh, so, but obviously Redmond going out, he had an opportunity, but he took it every Took it with two hands, and I tell you what, he's he's played on Charlie Dixon, and he's played on a few big units. But he, Charlie Cameron is lightning fast, like he's close yeah, yeah. to the fastest in the comp, right? And he's got to know that if he gets out behind him, or if he gets two meters on Kelly, Kelly's not catching him. Yeah, and they the again the pressure or the the ability for the ball not to be just put down Cameron's throat. Um, if there was a bit of um, pressure on the ball makes Kelly's job a lot easier because he just, he dominated him. He was stuck to him like glue. So yeah, huge, huge game from Kelly. That's a, that is a really good effort. Yeah. Dylan Shield solid again, uh, 25, just doing Dylan Shield things. Everybody, He's... everybody forgets. Apparently everybody hated him. Everybody <laughs> I know. wasted it, draft picks. We the irony is paid two first rounders. The irony is he's going to end up, if he keeps going this way, he's going to end up in the top five in the Crichton. He really will. Exactly right. I just, oh, we wasted two picks. He's trade him, get rid of him. He's useless. People, come on. Well, I mean, I will say this. He still had to change himself. And that Sydney game, that Sydney game, I still think is a blessing in disguise because I thought he was going through the motions. I'll be honest. He wasn't. He was just jogging around. And I thought he had some mates, trust me. But but he was probably one getting really highlighted and it really woke him up. And uh, and since then he's been he's been unbelievable. So yeah. so all credit. Um, how do you like Sarah Derman on Sam Derman on the wing? Durham. Mate, I, I, is there a place where he doesn't play well? Like I I think he's got long legs and has the ability to sort of run good distances along a wing um, quite well. I liked his game. Yeah, he's he's becoming one of my faves. He's he's. Uh, He's good overhead. He's good runner. He's tough. He's honest. Overhead, uh, very good actually. I'd put a bit of a VG next to overhead overhead for Sammy. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, he can. He has this one little brain fade every game, which I'll accept. But uh, uh, but he's he's yeah. He, he's just a very good addition to the side, and um, yeah, it's versatile. Play could play in a lot of positions. He could play down back and has. He could play up forward and give you a, a marking option and a, a bit of foot, excuse me, forward pressure. Um, but on a wing, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. How did you see um, Nick Martin's game? Uh, uneven. Uh, he didn't get yeah. a, it. It was a really weird. I don't know if anyone thought. I actually wondered who was on the ground in the first quarter. 
I was exactly what I was thinking. I'm I was like, it was really weird. I was like, I literally couldn't see him. Like, I was trying to find him just in vision. I'm going, has he started this game? Like, has something happened where he's injured? Because he came on in the second quarter and suddenly had six or seven disposals quickly. I went, did something just... Oh, there he is. <laughs> but, look, I'd, I'd have to watch that first quarter again to see what the hell happened or did he play forward and just get, you know, just they went to right and he was just invisible or... Um, but I assume that's kind of what happened. But, yeah, I really, you know, has a magical quarter and then goes very quiet one quarter. So much, yeah. Um, so, but, I mean. It's an interesting game from him. Yeah, Jakey Stringer too is just, um, like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, what, what do we do with Jakey? I mean. Yeah, I mean, if he's played, what, five games now? And he's, you know, if you're serious, he's probably played three good quarters. In those five games, yeah, yeah. it's just some dynamic quarters. I'll give it that. Was almost won the game. But Nine possessions at forty-four. That's yeah. I think closest to lowest on the field. I know. Yeah, he's, Joe Danaher was forty. <laughs> he's competing hard, like he is competing. You can see him tackling and trying to pressure, and yeah. um, you know, there's a few times where you know he he got to a guy and pushed him off the side, of the, he pushed him off, and the ball went out of bounds on the full, end up being a Langford goal. So uh, you see those things, but he's just. Oh, yeah, I just you just can't find the footy at the moment, and then no, and I, he's I doing some midfield that, drills and everything like that. But um, but just uh, yeah, see a lot of people going, oh, should he come back through the twos? Should we drop Jake Stringer? No, no, you don't drop the package. It's just he's too good for that. Because yeah, he won't get dropped, but you know, it, I still have the belief when guys, you know, even with I'll say this even with Snelling, it, it still proves to me that you know how these guys are coming back that. I still would like the idea of them playing two games in the VFL and then coming into the side. I, that's just my okay. personal view. Yep. Um, uh, I, can I, just before we move on really quickly, can I, how does this work? I'm looking at the AFL app at the moment and Beham, who came on as the med sub, how do you have negative one points? Because means uh, how, how mean, do you do that? It means you've had a turnover. So, but he had two possessions. And means those two possessions were actually negative. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's not good. Um, but he has got the. Uh, I said this on Twitter. He has got the odd stat of when he plays any time on the field, Essendon has the highest winning percentage. <laughs> Out of any player that's played five games or more, I, know, he, I love it. He's I just, uh, yeah. I mean, some guy tweeted back and said, "Signing for seven years, quick, uh, seven I'm year good. deal." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he's obviously yeah he he's not in my best twenty two. I'll just be blunt. But uh, no, I don't think so either. Just quietly. But uh, yeah, it's it's a strange stat. But uh, yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, yep. So um, yeah, well, who have we got next week? We have got this a really interesting game. I, I really like this game. The Suns at DC Marvel are a bit resurgent. Yeah, the Suns are a good team. Uh, they won't be easy to beat at all. I mean, you still got to yeah, save. Too, yeah. yeah, they're still, you know, what are they on? They're on, uh, what, eight wins? Um, so we're on five. We're on five. So, you know, they're still the better team at, so far in 2022 than us. They beat the Tigers. Um, so, you know, yeah. that's nothing to be ignored. So you play them at Marvel in the, in the dead time of 440 on Sunday. Uh, you've probably got Redmond. Available because he had it prior the couple of days prior to the game, so I think it's a seven days, so he should be available for the Sunday game. And you would assume he comes, 
with, I mean, it's Mason Bradman, he's probably leading the Crichton, so you assume he's coming straight yes, back into that. Right back in, yes. <laughs> um, and it's not an injury, so if it's, I don't know, I don't know if he got it or it's a close contact. I don't, know, I don't know how that all works, but, um, yeah. but we'll, we'll, you hopefully he comes, he comes straight back in, and yeah, I don't know about Archie. Archie, I reckon they might go cautious. He's probably fifty fifty for this week, but. Um, there's no real urgency to to bring him in if it's if it's you know touch and go, just put him in the VFL for half or something or. And Parish is what like four weeks or something. Yeah, so he's he's definitely well and truly out. So, okay. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time because the ins and outs here on are, are like if if it depends on how Massimo goes with that Corky because obviously Parish yeah. missed Parish missed almost any whis- any whispers on that. I don't know. So it was a corky to the knee, to the side of the knee. So I, I don't know what the recovery is. You, they always say, you know, within a couple of days, you know how it's likely going to recover, like how quickly you're recovering. So yep. who, who knows? We've got, it is a seven day break, so that's good. But so that might be the natural transition. If, if he's not available to get up and Redmond's available, that's probably just a one-on-one transaction and and, yep. off, and off we go so um so yeah but it's going to be tricky as the as the guys keep getting healthier and healthier it's just i mean like we saw last last on thursday night with kelly omission there's going to be some good players yeah that are gonna and and yeah and i match up issues and even as fans i think we we're going to have to change our mindset because what's going to happen is which i think probably what happened with kelly it's not so much are you in form it's it's the team we're going to play. It's going to yeah. if they because they're going to have like twenty five really good players to choose from to get into twenty two, and the coaching panel has every right to go. Well, we're playing this team. They have got three talls, or they got yeah, only so one tall. This yeah. and says so, so we're going to balance the side and do this and this and this and this means we've got no spot for you, and it it might mean a good player. Uh, and uh, you know, the old argument is can't believe they dropped him. He played well last week. I don't think it matters because all our guys are playing pretty well. Uh, it's going to be just matchups. It's just going to be tactical and it's going to be, and I think that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good position to be in. Don't um, mind it at all. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm really looking forward. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely going to go to the game. I'm really, Bloody really, I, I think it'll really be an interesting game. Um, yeah. You got Matt Rowell. You got some really good midfielders for the Suns who are really tough. And this is where they're winning their games. They they got some good tough nuts. So yeah. you get, you're gonna have to come to play. But uh, we've got the Marvel specialist in a bit uh, of form. <laughs> yeah, Peter Wright. Yeah, Peter Wright. Bit of form. One or two goals, please. Uh, and Jonesy yeah. Jonesy six. Jonesy uh, kick, kick six. Yes. And just one or two for please, please kick five more and make Scotty just clench the oh, butt cheek. If he kicks like five or six this week, I seriously will start sweating. Woo! That will be, I will hold him to it, everybody. By the way, trust me. Um, there will be, I'll, we'll set up the room, we'll get the microphone happening, I'll record it secretly so he doesn't know. That would be brilliant. <laughs> we just even writing our love song towards him would be that. <laughs> just that I want to hear. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's so it'll be look. It'll be an exciting clash. So uh, this yep. look, there was obviously no VFLW anymore because of the grand final. Why? Because we're the premiers. Because we're the premiers. Because the Dons just gave him a bath and won. That's uh, why there's no 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 footy anymore. So uh, there's you know there's no there was no VFL had a buy. 
So it was just literally the seniors this week, and uh, and to all the just to shout out to the, the wheelchair team as well, uh, who are going yeah. really really well. Um, so just shout out to them. Um, but yeah, it's that's it for me. Uh, it's Mate, just, I'm, I'm glad we're glad we're winning. I like winning. I like doing a podcast when we're winning. Oh, no, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not bad. You don't mind looking at the stats and and doing a bit of analysis and having a look because it's not wildly depressing. But um. Yeah, no, GC next week, we'll both be there. <coughs> Excuse me, we'll both be there. I'll be uh, only if I get out of protocols um, and ISO. <laughs> you've Jeez, actually, ISO. Well, the problem is you, yeah, you've been really sick, so you've actually got to get better. <laughs> I know, right? The, you've you've done well to come ISO, on tonight, though. yeah. Yeah, yeah. on ISO, the, uh, the whole act of, because we've got a spare bedroom downstairs, which I've been banished to, um, just. <laughs> and that was prior to COVID. So that was prior to COVID. And then she might as well just stay there. Um, banished to the downstairs. And, geez, it's it's pretty uh, – it's pretty, it's pretty boring. It's pretty boring. It's, it's pretty boring. So what, um, were, your, what were your uh, your binge watches for the week? Well, no, there was only um, – I've, I've clocked uh, TikTok. Uh, I've seen all of the videos on TikTok now, um, every <laughs> single one of them. Uh, that's That's been done. I've, um, I think I've uh, clocked Facebook as well. And because the TV in the front room only has, uh, only has seven, nine and 10. So, and channel two. So I'm just watching. Wow. That's really banished. Yeah. It's like seven, nine and 10. Imagine that. Remember that in the eighties, but yeah, I'm back to that now. So no, that's, it's all good. I shall be there. Surely our protocols will be such that I can come. Um, and uh, so we'll probably definitely um, see, uh, see you there next. What is it? Sunday Arvo. Late Sunday, late afternoon Sunday. So yes. After that. All right. Um, thank you, Scotty. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, tune in on Thursday for the uh, – no, Friday? Uh, look, we'll, we'll still do the normal Thursday. The team will get announced, but, yeah, you're going to have the but extended bench. We're going to have the extended thing going along. Right. Tune in Thursday for our uh, Patreon listeners. If you're not a Patreon, um, the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast forward slash Patreon or the other way around, patreon.com forward slash the Lunchtime Catch-Up. Um, come and check us out at the at the uh, the Patreon site. Um, there's three bucks a month gets you extra shows each week. Um, go and check out our Discord page. Oh man, the Discord! Um, seriously, the our Discord community online channel. Um, it's just going nuts. Like so, yeah. it, it is so interactive. I can't even keep up. It's going so. There's so much Essendon talk. Uh, so yeah, it's part of our part of our three dollars a month. You can get. We, we send you an invite and a link Absolutely. to our exclusive Discord channel. But uh, there's hundreds of people on it and they're, and they're all live and they're all <laughs> – I can just look at it now and I can see a whole lot of live chat about how the team went yesterday. And, and yeah, so it's, it's really active, but it's just part of the $3 deal and it's pretty good value, to be honest. Absolutely, mate. All right, Scotty, thank you very much, mate. Um, I will talk to you probably again on Thursday. Thanks, everybody, to the uh, listeners and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.